0: Hello, my name is Rick Pearson, and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mysteries of America's role in Bible prophecy. Many people believe that we're getting very close to one of the greatest mysteries in Bible prophecy, the catching away of the church. But there are some very opposing views to when that will happen. But why are there so many views? Stay tuned. You're about to find out. Welcome back, folks. Today we're going to address some very interesting topics in prophecy that many people ask us. Of course, I will not do that without my better half at my side. Uh, Karen, welcome to the program. It's nice to have you on.
1: Well, oh, Thanks for asking me, Rick.
0: Okay, folks, you know, every Thursday night at 7 p.m., Karen and I do a uh, Bible study podcast. And we address many of the questions from both the TV and the different folks who have bought our book. Mm -hmm. And so, Karen, in our podcast, our goal is to get people to read the Bible and examine it for themselves uh, so God will speak directly to them. In in 2 Timothy 2.15, of course, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. However, every denomination... Bible school, seminary, prophecy teachers, we all have a multiple interpretations of Scripture. And sometimes this stirs up heated debates. And the Bible tells us when those debates occurred, 2 Timothy 2.16, it says, Shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Now the shun means to avoid. Profane, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is not being respectful of religious practices or irreverent towards others. And, of course, the word vain here means having an excessively high opinion of one's abilities. So, in other words, what Timothy is saying is, avoid being irreverent towards others' religious views based on your excessively high opinionated abilities. (laughs) Why? because it leads to ungodliness, not possessing the character of God. Now, many people, especially religious people, come onto our site with highly opinionated abilities, many of whom have never even listened to our teaching, but they aggressively express their opinion of Scripture, and I'm referring to both believers and non-believers. Now, our goal is not to argue, but to explain our research on our website, And we have now over 80 podcasts and 36 TV programs, all for free. And thanks to our gracious partners, we also have an app, a free app, that you can have all that information in the palm of your hand. So today, Karen, we're going to address some highly opinionated statements and give you the basis of our interpretation of scriptures. Now, there are some topics in prophecy that spark very high emotions. And Karen, what is our first topic? Uh, This comment
1: certainly carries a highly excessive opinion. (laughs) I won't read this person's name, but I will give you his comments. He says, America is nowhere to be found in Scripture. Anyone who has studied prophecy can tell you that. There also will not be a pre-tribulation rapture. This teaching is a heresy. Matthew 24 specifically states, that Jesus will appear only after the Tribulation, and this will be the time
0: of the First Resurrection. Okay, well, the first comment is America is not in Scripture. Our book, our study guide, and our first 13 TV programs have given our audiences 53 Biblical descriptions of a nation called Babylon the Great. America meets every description. Traditional prophecy teachers have never taught what we teach because nobody has ever addressed, number one, the 53 biblical descriptions compared to the present day events. And number two, they've never looked at the time sequences in scripture of when Babylon appears. She, be, she appears before the new world order comes into existence. Daniel 12.9 says the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end, but the wise will understand. So before anyone comes on our website and gives us your excessively high opinion of your abilities, we would ask that you at least look at our research, compare our our notes with current uh, events, and possibly, just possibly, you might make some adjustments to your excessively high opinion. Secondly, people confuse scriptures for the rapture with scriptures describing the second coming. Matthew 24 reads, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, this verse is referring to a time sequence relating to the second coming, not the rapture. It says immediately after the tribulation. Mm -hmm. And you remember the tribulation has 21 plagues described as seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven vials. The last seventh vial is when all nations gather for the last great war in the valley of Megiddo. And this is the war of Armageddon. This will be when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Here is what happens at the seventh vial. And I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and righteousness with righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in white linen, white and clean. When Jesus arrives at the final battle, every eye will see him. That's in Revelation 1-7 and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. We know this is at the end of the tribulation because Revelation 25 says, I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for their witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast during the tribulation, neither his image, neither received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. This is the first resurrection. Okay, this says it's the first resurrection. So now we have read the verses. We're at the end of the tribulation period. And now it says this is the first resurrection. Now, obviously, nothing comes before first. Or does it? Stay tuned. We'll solve that mystery and you will be amazed.
2: The United Nations has a 2030 agenda. The World Economic Forum has a great reset. The COVID-19 pandemic has an accelerated mandate. But as the new world order plans their world without God, nothing will be accelerated faster than the prophetic word God has spoken to the United States of America. It will be the hour that changes everything. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest book, The Hour That Changes Everything. Together with our study guide and free app, prepare yourself for one of the greatest events in Bible prophecy. Go to prophecyusa.org or call the number on your screen now to make your donation of $35 or more and receive your copy of the book, The Hour That Changes Everything. We are waiting to hear from you. Call today.
0: Welcome back, folks. We just discussed why many prophecy teachers do not see America in the Bible. Number one, they've not compared the 53 descriptions with current day events. And number two, they've not discovered the time sequences that Mystery Babylon the Great arrives before the new world order comes into play. So now the next questions that we address is concerning the first resurrection. And Karen, uh, can you just read that question again? Sure. Matthew 24
1: specifically states that Jesus will only appear after the tribulation. And in Revelation 20, it says this will be the time of the
0: first resurrection. Okay. Matthew 24, 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, this is the time of the first resurrection. Okay. So we're now looking At the verse that when Jesus comes at the end of the tribulation, it says it's the time of the first resurrection. Now if it's the first resurrection, common math would tell you there's nothing before first unless we discover a different understanding of what first actually means. The Oxford Dictionary says first means foremost in position, rank, or importance. This is not a one-time event, but foremost in position, rank, or importance. Now, let me explain that to you. When God talks about giving your first fruits offering, he's not talking about a one-time event in your life. Rather, he's talking about a continuous event of giving the first of your income. It's an ongoing first fruits offering. So it is with the first resurrection. Now, how can I say that? Because of what happened 2,000 years ago at the time that Jesus rose from the grave, it was the first resurrection. Matthew 27, 52 says, And the graves were open, and many of the bodies of the saints which slept arose. And they came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now, here is where the first resurrection began. Those folks are not going to resurrect again. They've already resurrected. And then Paul addresses it, and he says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For as in Adam all die, even so Christ shall be made alive. But every man in his own order... Christ the firstfruits. Afterwards, they that are Christ's at his coming. So the Old Testament saints who rose from the dead with Jesus are not going to rise again from the dead. They're already in heaven. So the first resurrection is not a one-time event, but it's a linear event. Now what do I mean by linear? Linear means progressing from one stage to another in a single series of steps. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, Paul unravels the mystery. He said the first resurrection is not coming. It's already began with Jesus, but it's not finished yet. It's going to continue for each person in his own order every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. Now, 29 verses later, Paul gives us this next progressive stage of the resurrection. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet shall sound, and at that trumpet sounds, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed Now, this isn't a twinkling of an eye moment. It has never happened. It's futuristic tense even for us. But it's going to happen sometime in the future. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be the same come to pass death death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? Now Paul says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ are going to rise again. That means every Christian you know that has passed away, your family members, Wives, husbands, children, and friends. We're all going to see them again, folks. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord.
1: Okay, Rick, I have one other question that just might piggyback on to this. Okay. This is from John, and John asks, Does America fit into Scripture concerning the rapture of the church?
0: When it says, come
1: out of her, my people, does that mean this is the rapture?
0: Okay, John is referring to Revelation eighteen four. come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Right. That's what he's referring to. Okay. This could be referring to the rapture, but it's definitely referring to, the, the, to staying in covenant with God. Because by this time, America has broken her covenant with God, and she's going to be judged. First, however, in our research, we know that America must be deposed before the new world order comes into power. Revelation seventeen sixteen says, And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, they shall hate the woman of America, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God... Hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will. And we also know that God has promised the believers before the tribulation comes that there will be an open door of escape. Jesus prayed, pray that you might be worthy to escape. And Revelation 3:10 is the key verse. Behold, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So if you have listened to all of our research, you already know that the hour of temptation or the trial that comes upon the the whole earth is that fiery judgment that comes on Babylon or America before the tribulation begins. And it's found in these verses. For in one hour, one day, in a moment... Thy judgment shall come. And what exactly is the results of that judgment? God gives Babylon the great the same urban renewal program that he gave to Sodom and Gomorrah. And we today have the signs of Sodom and Gomorrah abundantly clear in our society. Isaiah 13:19 compares and says Babylon will be as Sodom and Gomorrah. But immediately after that judgment, what happens? There's a great rejoicing in heaven. Revelation 19 says, And after these things, after the destruction of Babylon, I heard a great voice of people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, and honor. Babylon here has been destroyed. For he hath judged the great woman which did corrupt the earth with her her pornography or sexual immorality and avenged the blood of his servants the sacrificing of innocent blood, God is going to avenge. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. But ready for what? Ready to be arrayed in white linen, for the white linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Mm -hmm. Revelation 19.7 says that, that the bride hath made herself ready. So here we have the fulfillment of the rapture. Those who were alive have been caught up. Those who were dead in the, in the grave have experienced the first resurrection, but each in his own order. Every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. And those who are left behind will now come under the rule of the new world order. A world without God, without his moral protocol, his Ten Commandments, nor his guidance, provision, or protection. This is our biblical understanding of the three highly expressed opinions concerning America's role in Scripture. The first resurrection is not a one-time event, and the rapture occurs before the tribulation. So how do we prepare for this time sequence yet to be fulfilled in Bible prophecy? Stay tuned, folks. You don't want to miss the rest of this lesson.
2: 4,000 years ago, an antichrist religion was birthed in ancient Babylon. Yet Joshua overcame it, Gideon overturned it, Elijah overwhelmed it, and Josiah overthrew it. This vile religion demands a rejection of God's commandments, a defiance of God's morals, a resurgence of Ashtoreth poles with rampant immorality, and the shedding of innocent blood that cries out for judgment. These are the signs of a nation seduced by Baal worship, but what is the answer? 2,000 years ago, innocent blood was shed for you. But will America come back? Will she seek God's forgiveness or will she suffer his judgment? Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Call right now with your donation of $20 or more to receive your copy. 1-888-306-1759 Or go online to prophecyusa.org right now.
0: Welcome back, folks. Well, Karen, we've just given our biblical explanation for number one, America is in the Bible, fulfilling 53 biblical descriptions. Number two, the first resurrection is not coming, folks. It's already begun with Christ being the first fruits. Number three, the next stage of the first resurrection, each in his own order, will be the pre-tribulation rapture. Number four, The time sequence that confirms pre-tribulation rapture is the deposing of America Mm -hmm. before the new world order is empowered. Number five, the bride of Christ is in heaven at the marriage supper immediately after Babylon's destruction and continues there until the seven years are done and Christ returns at the time of the battle of Armageddon. Wow. So Karen, what is our next question that we have? Well, this is another
1: person, <clears throat> excuse me, whose highly expressed opinion seems to be very strong. Judith writes.
0: Judith, okay.
1: The word rapture does not exist in Scripture. When you read Revelation 13, 5 to 10, the Lord says nothing about a rapture, but He does say we will need to persevere and trust as far as the time of being caught up to be with the Lord. I don't know why people twist that into their bailout rapture concept. It seems those who are hirelings like teaching a bailout rapture. Jesus teaches we have a cross to take up when we follow him. He says that anyone who does not take up their cross is not worthy of him. We are also told if we suffer with him, we will be glorified with him. They who endure until the end, shall be saved.
0: Okay Judith, Um, the word Trinity also does not exist in the Bible, nor the words America, it's called Babylon the Great, but Russia's not in the Bible, Iran's not in the Bible, Saudi Arabia's not in the Bible, and the word Rapture's not in Scripture. But a description of those nations are, mm-hmm. and the geographical regions are, Gog and Magog, Sheba and Dedan, Togomor for Turkey.
1: Right.
0: So rapture is not in Scripture as that word, but the Greek word harpazo, meaning caught up, is mentioned, and caught up into the air does appear. In Latin Vulgate, it's the word rapir, rapamir, which is where we get rapture. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazo or rapamir, together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, in Acts 8.39, the Holy Spirit caught away Philip, the same word, after he ministered to the Ethiopian eunuch. He ended up in Azotus, which is approximately 25 miles away. In 2 Corinthians 12:2 and 4, Paul twice describes his experience of being caught up to the third heaven. Yes. So the rapture, just like the resurrection, is not a one-time event in Scripture. It's linear. It's a linear event. God has done it before, and He can certainly do it again. Of course, the word linear means progressing from one step to another in in a single series of steps. However, Judith, based on your statement of faith, just like the spies who never went into the promised land while Joshua and Caleb did, we can come into agreement with you, Judith, that you will most likely be left behind and will go into the tribulation period as explained in Matthew 25. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage supper, and the door was shut. But those not ready who did not believe could not get in through that shut door. But we do encourage those who will come into agreement with us in praying to be counted worthy to escape the judgment that's coming upon the world. And we pray that you will be a wise virgin filled with oil or with faith in your lamp, And come into agreement with us in going through that open door of Revelation 3.10 that Jesus promised. We lift up all those in prayer who do not have the faith to believe that God, our God, is able to deliver us. You know, Hebrews 11.6 says, For without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And Judith, we pray for you and your family that you will have a supernatural increase in your faith, much more than you have now, and that you will not take the mark of the beast at the time of your testing. You know, Romans eight ten, 10 says, The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. For out of the abundance of the heart, the most speaketh. And we pray that those listening today will join with Karen and me, boldly standing on the word of God, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who stood before a fiery furnace in 600 B.C. and proclaimed to the faithless King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, our God whom we serve is able to, to deliver us, from the burning fiery furnace folks the greatest statement you can ever make from your mouth is dear jesus forgive me for my sins come into my heart and help me be more like you if you prayed that prayer the bible says you've been born again so we'd love to hear back from you and we'd like to hear about that decision but folks we're out of time this is prophecy usa with rick AND KAREN PEARSON REMINDING YOU THAT JESUS CHRIST IS ALIVE AND HE'S COMING BACK MUCH SOONER THAN MANY PEOPLE THINK. SHALOM. SEE YOU NEXT WEEK.